What's up everyone? Welcome to Reddit Readings. Today we are on the subreddit r slash confession and hearing both tragic and funny stories. Enjoy. Reddit Readings, episode 33. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. I pretended to be the merch guy at a concert, so I could steal t-shirts. Pretty much just the title. Five or six years ago, my wife and I went to see a band we used to love. After 20 minutes or so of waiting for the merch guy to come man his booth, I had the bright and very drunken idea to pretend to man the booth myself. It really started as a funny gag just to make her laugh. Almost immediately people came up to buy stuff. I turned them all away, which made them very confused. However, my wife did pretend to be a customer, and I sold her two shirts, which really we just stole. In my defense, I never took any owns money, I told them I was waiting to get the square reader from the band's frontman, and we did originally intend to pay for the shirts, their merch guy just never showed up. I remember it once, or twice a year, and I'm overwhelmed by guilt, for like a minute. I give overweight customers smaller bakery items. I work in a very popular bakery. My jobs include serving customers by packaging what they want into boxes, stocking the showcase with pastries, cakes, cookies, etc., and occasionally helping in the kitchen. Like any other bakery that does everything by hand, it's not easy to make everything a uniform shape and size for each product. When a customer comes in who is very obese or overweight, I low-key dig around for the smallest of the item that they want, such as the smallest cookies, fritter or donut. In my head I'm thinking, they don't need this, they're sick and could use a little less calories. They shouldn't be in here, I'll help them out, by giving them a little less. When really it isn't my responsibility, and if they want something sweet, that may not be very good for their already bad condition, then whatever I shouldn't hinder something that's going to make them very happy. I can't say that I will likely stop doing it after confessing, I just still feel like if I don't try and do the little thing to help them, who will? I lied to my best friend to get off the phone, not knowing he was writing his suicide note and just wanted one last chat. One day after school, I was with a few friends and we were all smoking. At some point during the session I got a call from my best friend who sounded a bit out of it and didn't really seem like he had any other intention than to just have a conversation. We spoke for about 2 minutes and then it was my turn in the circle. So I told my friend that my phone was about to die, so I was going to have to get back to him. The next day I awoke to multiple missed calls from his mother, I called her immediately and she told me that he had hanged himself and that he was in a coma. I would then go on to spend 4 days in a hospital by his side for the most part, on the 4th day they turned his life support off. During all of this, I checked his phone as I was the only person who knew his passcode, and I found a suicide note, the timestamp was around the time that he had called me the day before. I'm not sure if I will ever get over the fact that I gave up my last conversation ever with the greatest person I've ever known just to smoke. 
don't take those you love for granted. I laughed when a salesperson told me his son is severely disabled. This one makes me cringe a lot. Probably 4 years ago, when I was 16, I was at a car dealership with my parents. They were in the process of purchasing a new car, and of course the car dealer was doing all the sweet talking to keep us lured in, and to make a purchase that day, just in a friendly way to be more personable. My parents and the salesman had switched to talking about travel and kids and more personal stuff. In response to something my parents had said, the salesman replied with, I would love to do something like that with my son. It's tough though, he is 22, but has the brain capacity of a 3 year old. I immediately thought he was joking, and just roasting his kid. Like haha, I have a stupid son. So of course I burst out laughing. It took about 2 seconds, to realize I was the only one laughing and everyone was staring directly at me. I still remember the look the salesman had on his face. The look of I want to strangle you right now. But making the sale is more important. My stomach flipped realizing I laughed at his child's severe developmental issues. Whoops. I just kept silent the rest of that conversation. But hey, we drove off the lot in a new car that day. I used to steal coffee from Starbucks. A couple years ago I downloaded the Starbucks app and signed up for the membership to save my card and orders and such. After signing up, you get a coupon in your email for a free coffee of any make slash size. At first, I didn't know you had to load it to the app after ordering, so when I went up to the counter and ordered my usual venti caramel frappuccino with an extra pump caramel and extra caramel drizzle, I proceeded to show the barista the code I had in the email, and he said, it has to be loaded onto the app. I honestly had no clue how to use the code, but instead of going through the whole process on the app, he just let me have the free drink. I took this knowledge and used it on other Starbucks throughout my town for almost a year. Now, I'm not a total dirtbag, because every time I got a free drink, I'd buy a square of lemon cake and leave a couple dollar tip. I purposely damaged food packaging at work. I work at a large retail chain, and we were purging the whole grocery section in the stockroom. This included getting rid of things that weren't sold there anymore, was expired, or otherwise unsellable. As long as it was still safe to eat, we donated it to a food bank. So once I got to the top shelves of product, I would quote unquote accidentally drop case packs of food, crushing boxes so couldn't go out onto the sales floor, and would have to be donated. If management knew, I'd definitely lose my job. I passed the hardest exam of the class with a Bluetooth. My professor posts podcasts of her lectures online and I've been struggling with the material. During the exam I wore my hair down to cover the Bluetooth, since it's one of those models that are small enough to fit right into the opening of your ear, but still big enough where people know you're obviously wearing one. I had it well concealed behind my long hair and had it connected to my phone plus there's no policy about turning your phone completely off in class during exams, it just has to be on silent and away from your body and off the table. So I zipped my phone inside my backpack so she wouldn't see the screen light up in case anything were to happen and had her lecture playing on loop in my ear while taking the exam, got grades back 2 days ago and passed with 92 out of 100. My grandmother gave me $50 I spent it on drugs. I bought 50 bucks worth of edibles. I don't regret it, but I know she would be disappointed in me. I stole a can of sloppy joe. 
we were at our local grocery store, and my mom told me to grab a can of sloppy joe. I grabbed it and put it in my pocket so I didn't have to carry it around. I completely forgot about it, and when we had it for dinner that night I knew that we did not deserve that vile joe mix. This has haunted me for months. Thank you. I drank too much with a 14 year old girl. So today I went out to drink with a friend and two of his female friends, which had never drunk before. One of them drank way too much, and we had to call her mother to pick her up, and she absolutely lost it, because her daughter was half unconscious. Now I feel really guilty that she drank too much, and I'm really sorry about this incident. I hope this can calm my guilt a bit down. Also, in my country it is legal to drink with 16. Got an engineering degree by hacking. As the title says I got a mechanical engineering degree by hacking most of my college professor's accounts. It was really easy using a USB keylogger. I only hacked the professors that were really bad at explaining stuff and did not deserve to even teach. From time to time I would help fellow students, but they never knew how I got the tests. They just thought that I got them from other students that have already taken the tests. Got into their email because they would send their tests to be printed by a printing department and I would intercept them. Because of my high GPA I was accepted into a master's program, but I didn't hack anyone while doing masters. I got my PE license, and now I earn around $100,000. Don't blame me, I used to be a homeless student living in school, and I felt like abandoning college and just ending my life, but it ended up working out and now I'm a professional engineer. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky. I was so desperate to get high that I actually did jinkum. This drug is disgusting, truly and utterly vile. It is a mixture of fecal matter and urine with a balloon on top to collect the fumes. The contents of the bottle are placed in the sun with the balloon on top until it fills up with excrement fumes. And then you inhale the contents of the balloon, which causes the effects. Yes, it is real, and yes I did it. I was flat broke and utterly desperate to get high. Admittedly I think I might have a problem. Anyways, I began brewing the drug from my own excrement and within several hours the balloon filled right up. I inhaled it and I honestly don't know how I didn't vomit. It instantly just made everything numb and then I passed out. Woke up like 5 minutes later and I was seriously fucked up. More like being extremely drunk. I was stumbling around couldn't keep my balance, and felt as as fuck. But also felt like my brain was basically glitching out, no idea how else to explain it. It was kind of trippy honestly but, not in a good way. More like a mild delirium, not like Dacher or delirious, but more like a sort of groggy, dreamlike out of it feeling, like being really really tired. Overall, I guess what could I expect, a shitty high from a literally shitty drug. 
not too surprising. I only used it once, about a week ago. And honestly, I still cannot get the smell out of my apartment. And my room had recently moved in, and is complaining about it. He thinks that the place might have a septic problem, which it doesn't. But I just can't bring myself to admit to him what I did. I stole over $20,000 in a very creative way in the 90s. No regrets. I worked at a fast food chain in the 90s, when I was in high school. When I worked there they were in the process of phasing out denominational gift certificates. $5, $10 and $25. The way this worked was, if you spent more than half of the certificate they gave you the cash back. So if you ordered $5.50 worth of food, and gave them one of the $10 gift cards, they gave you the $4.50 back in cash. My manager was in charge of destroying all the existing certificates as we transitioned to the more traditional credit card looking gift cards. So my manager said he shredded the certificates, like he was supposed to, but one night, when I was closing I found two boxes of the gift cards tucked deep in the dry storage room. They were filled with the certificates that were supposed to be shredded. So, I scooped them up, brought them out to the dumpster in trash bags, and threw them away. After we closed, I came back and recovered the back and brought the certificates home. I counted them. There were $1,025, $1,010, and $505 certificates. None of them had expiration dates. Total haul was $40,000 in fast food certificates. My manager never said a word. He couldn't. He had reported them destroyed weeks earlier. Over the next three years my girlfriend and I toured every location in our state and the next four states ordering food and getting the change. We never kept track on a spreadsheet or anything, but we got good at knowing what menu items were just about half. After the first year, we started saving the change in a shoebox and let it build up. I bought my first car for $7,800 cash from the change. And for some reason a kitty cone was $1.05. If you gave them a $5 cert they gave you $3.95 back. We threw away a lot of kitty cones. I'm purposely trying not to get my wife pregnant. I'm in my later 20s. My wife is still in her early 20s. We currently have no kids, two dogs and have been married for only 7 months. My initial plan was to be married for 2 years and get established in our jobs which are fairly new, then start trying for kids. I really do want them, and I've expressed my concern to her, but she doesn't want to hear any of it. This person got pregnant, this person is due anytime, her friends from high school slash college are having kids, etc. She wants a baby. We dated for a total of 3 years, before we got married. The first two were a sex filled romp. My wife is a freak in bed and she sure showed it. After we got engaged, it slowed down a bit, and she wasn't as freaky, but it was still satisfying. Now that we are married, she doesn't want anything intimate, unless we are trying. If I say, hey, wanna have sex, or even attempt foreplay, she brushes me off. But, if I say, hey, let's make a baby, she turns back into freak mode. My wife is one of those that thought, if a guy ejaculates inside a woman, she will become pregnant no matter what. She didn't realize about ovulation and peak times and whatnot. So, after she learned about it, she asked me to download the Flow app and chart her cycles for her. I did, but manipulated the whole thing. When she thinks she's ovulating, she's not and the chances of her getting pregnant are slim to none. 
Sometimes I'll tell her that her peak day, highest chance of getting pregnant, is coming up in a few days, so we should start early. We have crazy sex for 3 to 4 days in a row, and then nothing, while she's actually ovulating. I'm a bad person. I will eventually give her a baby. Just not anytime soon. I made my school believe they broke my iPad, and made them buy me a new one. My high school didn't allow phones slash tablets to be on your person throughout the school day, instead they made us all hand our devices in every morning, and pick them up at the end of the school day. They provided us with these white cushioned envelope bags to protect them, but it really did nothing. Anyway, one morning I was rushing to catch the bus, and on the way out of my bedroom I decided to throw my iPad onto my bed. But it bounced off, landing face down on the slate tiles. I knew straight away it mashed from the sound. I stood there cursing myself, until I had an idea. I grabbed my phone bag, and put the broken iPad, and shattered glass in it, and took it to school. I handed it in acting nonchalant about it, and when it came time, to pick it up in the afternoon I put my best shocked slash sad face on as I opened the bag. I went to the nearest teacher, and told her, that I found my iPad broken. She took me to the office, and eventually to the principal. At first she seemed suspicious about the entire thing, but when my dad, 25 year army veteran, came in to pick me up, he gave her, and the entire admin staff a spraying. She originally agreed to pay for it to be repaired, but when that couldn't be done she agreed to buy a replacement model. But the thing is, that the iPad was a second gen mode, L and it was 2014, so I ended up getting a brand new model as well. I never admitted it to anyone in school, out of fear it would eventually lead to the principal finding out. I've been replacing my wife's coffee with decaf for 4 years. My wife and I have been married for 4 years. When we met she was a tiny little terror. Like the Tasmanian devil had a baby with Barbie. So freaking adorable and sweet, but she was a tornado. She drank like 6 cups of coffee every single day. So much caffeine for a tiny person. If you didn't know her you would swear she was on drugs. I loved her so much, that I knew I could put up with it, if I had to, but if I didn't have to, I would try to find a way. So the month before our wedding I decided to try replacing her coffee with decaf for to see if it made her change. And lord have mercy, it was incredible. It was hell the first two weeks. She had the biggest attitude, and was so crabby, but I knew we could make it through it. Afterwards it was the best. She was still sweet, and spunky, and adorable, but she wasn't leaving a trail of destruction behind her anymore. I was amazed. So I decided that from that moment on, I would no longer supply her with regular coffee. I would make every Starbucks run. I would buy regular and decaf ground coffee, so I could replace the regular coffee in the package with decaf coffee. The only time she has regular coffee is when she orders it herself, which is like maybe once a week. But it makes her really jittery, and she doesn't understand why. It's been this way for 4 years. She has no idea, and I'm hoping to keep it that way. We are talking about having kids in the next year or so, so I'm hoping that I can convince her to go full decaf on her own at that time, and then I won't have to keep this up anymore. Thank you for listening to Reddit Readings, episode 33. If you enjoyed it, consider subscribing and leaving a rating. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. 
Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.